Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel and I'm the host of the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. And today we have Lauren McDonald of USA Bobsled and Skeleton. Lauren is, um, she was a track athlete at Monmouth University. She used to do pole vault. She's done some amazing things. She had a horrible injury and that just led her right into bobsled. Um, I'll let her really get into the details of that, but she's a super cool. She's a teacher. Um, she works actually at a school not too far from where I live and record but she's just such a cool person, really what she's doing and what she's gunning for for 2022 and how, how amazing her, her faculty and, and her administration has been in helping her along in this process and allowing her to really pursue this dream of becoming an Olympian. Um, and I think it is just super cool. So I really hope you guys enjoy this interview with Lauren McDonald. But first, have you ever wanted to launch your own podcast but didn't know where to start? So you're in luck because I've partnered with launchingpodcasts.com, a step-by-step video course to easily launch your first podcast. I use this information from this course personally to launch my podcast, and I've seen some absolutely amazing results learning all the nuts and bolts and everything I need to do to make it a simple step-by-step process. Uh, Why did I create a podcast? Um, so I could grow my brand, build new relationships, and become a thought leader in the space. So more people look to me when they're looking for advice and information. And now you can too. Head over to Launching Podcasts, that's podcasts with an S.com, and get $50 off by using my promo code Mike at checkout. That's launchingpodcasts.com, promo code Mike for $50 off. Without further ado, here is Lauren McDonald. All right, today, special guest Lauren McDonald of USA Bobsled and Skeleton. Born August 18th, 1993 in Passaic, New Jersey. Track athlete at Monmouth Monmouth, (laughs) University. There we go. Sheesh. Um, Also located in New Jersey. That one's down by the beach, though. I always wanted to go there. I never got in, but I always wanted to go there. Uh, In pole vault and in short sprints. Started to work as a high school teacher, and she continued to train in pole vault. Unfortunately, an injury ended her pole vaulting career, but opened up other doors into bobsled and skeleton. Her first competition in skeleton was in July 2017, and she then joined the rookie camp in August of the same year and is currently full-time on Team USA. Lauren, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Pleasure is all mine. I I get to talk to Olympic athletes. I mean, I think- (laughs) Not yet. Hopeful. That's fine. That's fine. We'll get there. We still have a couple more years. Um, but Lauren, if you don't mind, I mean, take us, take us back to, uh, you know, 1993, 1994, oh, growing man. up in Passaic or, or yeah. in well, the I'm not area. From Passaic. I was born there, but okay. um, my mom yeah. was a nurse at Passaic General Hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up born there. But I'm from Roseland, New Jersey. Um, I have two brothers and um, I've just kind of always really been into sports. My brothers are they're really great athletes, honestly. Like we always joke around, oh, who's the best athlete? And I swear it's not me. So, um, but yeah, just growing up with brothers and my dad was like super active and always like play sports with us and everything like that. So I feel like I've done some kind of sport for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was just like horsing around in the backyard, playing basketball, playing football, like whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I grew up in Roseland. Um, I went to West Essex High School, which is in North Caldwell, New Jersey, really nice high school. Uh, and they set me up beautifully to have a career in track and field at Monmouth University. Uh, so I was a captain on the track team there. Um, for two years, I did indoor and outdoor track and field. Mm-hmm. And I got really involved in pole vault, which was kind of unexpected. Um, when I started doing track, I was just a sprinter, you know, mm-hmm. and my coach, uh, she was like, we, we've never had a female pole vaulter at West Essex and we think that you could do it. Um, so I'm just someone I'll try anything. So I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, let's do it. Like that sounds awesome. Now. And everyone was like, well, we actually don't really know how we don't have a coach for it. So 
we're going to watch some YouTube videos. We're going to figure <laughs> it out. And I was like, okay, oh, man. cool. Um, but I was really lucky because my junior year, um, the school actually hired a coach that coached Povolt. She Povolted in college and she's become like a mentor to me. I mean, That's I awesome. talk to her all the time and she's been a really like big impact in my life. So to have her there to kind of like guide me into that like lane mm -hmm. uh, is something that really changed like the course of where I was going to go. Yeah. So. Literally. I mean, that changed the course of your life. So if, if they didn't know how pole vaulting really worked, what did you do to make them think like, yep, she should be our first pole vaulter. Like what um, was it? I'm just like someone who's kind of like all around strong. And that's been like a benefit to me, like upper body. I'm not like, I'm just like a, like a bigger person, mm -hmm. not like, you know, huge. Or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. But, like, um, I don't know. I guess you would just say athletically built. And I did a lot of events. Like I did every event they wanted me to do and they just knew I would be, I would try it probably. And I wouldn't be afraid. <laughs> So, That's awesome. Hey, uh, yeah. let's, uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, let's have Lauren do it. Okay, cool. She will, she'll figure it out. That's kind of how, like, That's things awesome. would go in high school. Like, they're basically like, hey, like, you, you want to try this? I was like, sure, let's go. Let's do it. You can be our guinea pig. How's that sound? <laughs> that is, that is too cool. And yeah, I mean, as you said, you know, obviously, you know, once the coach was hired, then that, they gave you the ability to actually learn from oh, someone yeah, rather sweet. than some videos. I mean, what were those first couple jumps like? I mean, oh, God. I like, look at that videos sounds now, terrifying. Like, this is so embarrassing. Ooh. I had a coach actually come up to me when I was in high school. I was a little freshman, like had no idea what I was doing, was just muscling it over the, like a seven foot bar. And this guy came up to me, I'll never forget this because I was like kind of like offended, but kind of like not. <laughs> he was like, I just want you to know that like, this is crazy. Like you're just an athlete because your form is horrendous. Like your technique is so bad, but you're just such an athlete. You're, you're working it. And I was like, thanks. And, and in my head, I'm like, could you, could you like show me what to do? Yeah, like, right. Just be like, Hey, you look terrible. Like, let me help you. You know what I mean? I, w I wish she would have been like, can I help you out? Instead of being like, yeah, you're so athletic. That's really cool. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really funny. Yeah. What I mean, I guess that's kind of nice, but also, yeah, it would have been really easy for him to just give you a couple yeah, pointers. Could have just thrown a, a, a hint my way. Hey, but, by the way, try this next time. Yeah, it so, might help. But that's that, those are the kind of things that I was like, all right, well, I need to learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. you know, like <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And obviously uh, this, this is going to lead into you eventually trying skeleton because yeah. clearly we're just like, oh, sure, let's try it. So, but before that, I mean, obviously track and field at um, North Essex or North, oh, North called what? West Essex. In North North. Ooh, that's a lot of directions. Yeah. Geez. North, <laughs> North by Northwest. Right. Um, but so, so obviously you, you did track and field there for a little while. Monmouth university, if I'm not mistaken, is division one, correct? Yeah. They're division one. Yeah. So clearly you're, you're, you're uh, a pretty impressive track athlete. What okay. was your time like at Monmouth by the beach again, one oh, more time, amazing. just in case anybody doesn't know, um, <laughs> what was your time like there? And I guess kind of perfecting more of these short sprints and pole vaults. Yeah, it was the best experience ever. Honestly, I walked onto Monmouth's campus as a recruit and I remember like looking at my dad being like, I need to go here. Like, this is for me. <laughs> I'm a beach person and mm -hmm. it was so gorgeous. And um, the coaching staff was was great. So welcoming. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. So I started out there. I was just a pole vaulter, actually, when I came in and my freshman year, I remember standing next to my pole vault coach at our conference meet and I was watching the girls run the 60 and I was watching the times and I looked at my coach and I was like, Hey, like I, I could run these times. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah. So, um, he's like, okay, so an outdoor, you're going to run in the four by one. Uh, so I said, okay, let's do it. And I ran since then. So they put me in a race. They're like, all right, yeah, she could do it. Um, Ooh. 
So yeah, so I ended up running in indoor. I would run the 60 meter sprint um, and I would pole vault. And then in outdoor, I would do pole vault, the open hundred, the four by one. And in conference, I would run a 200 just for points, but I didn't really run. The 200 was long for me at that mm-hmm. point. I looked like I was struggling over the finish line. Um, and it's not that far. So. That's funny. But, um, hey, got to do what you got to do, right? I love yeah, it. I love it. I mean, yeah, again, clearly just going back to your willingness to try anything at this point. I mean, if if, if you try pole vaulting your freshman year, if I'm not mistaken, so you're mm-hmm. like – 14 years old yeah Yeah, 14 15 and they're just like okay lauren will do it and she's like yeah "Yeah, sure i'll do it whatever and now at this point really anything that they they ask you to do you uh you you go on and do so you're at mama's for four years you're on the track team there doing very well um was that so so then you become a teacher so thank you for that so that kind of set me up i mean at mammoth i was uh i had three majors i was history science and secondary education all right Um, I have a certificate in ESL, so I actually teach English as a second language. Um, so I just kind of tried to get the most out of my degree that I could while I was there. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to really lead our team for two years. I was a captain indoor and outdoor my junior and senior year. Um, so it was just the, the best experience. Like I met so many people along my way. And uh, when I finished college, I knew I didn't want to be done with track. It just it's to the point where like an athlete is just who I am, mm-hmm. um, which actually is hard for a lot of people when you yeah. leave college and you're kind of faced with this idea that like, is this it? <laughs> am I not going to compete anymore? Um, so I was really lucky because when I was in college, I found a pole vault club called Apex Vaulting. Um, and the coach there, Bronco Merrick, he really like took me under his wing and he taught me so much about pole vault and so much about lifting and sprinting and running mechanics. And he really built a very solid base for me. And without him, I, I really would have never jumped as high as I did. Um, and I just spend a lot of time with him in the summers and the off season when I was home on break and just kind of grinding away, trying to perfect that skill. And it was just such a love of mine. Like, Pova will always have a place in my heart. Like, even though I'm not doing it anymore, um, I love to coach and watch and mm-hmm. just be in that atmosphere. So, but when I left college, um, I started jumping post collegiately for him through Apex Vaulting. So I was vaulting through a pole vault club. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, it was great, honestly. I was, I was having a good time. Um, definitely hard, though, because when you're now a real person, you know what I mean? You're in the mm-hmm. real world. Um, just to have a full-time job and to be training around that. And with pole vault, especially, I mean, you're in the gym like three hours, you know, you have practice and you have to lift, you have your sprints, whatever you have that comes after that. So Mm. I just found it, it was just getting really like, it was a lot, it was stressful. Um, And so I was still kind of making it work, but um, it definitely was a challenge. It was harder than I anticipated it being Mm. like after college. You don't realize how much time you have in college until Mm -hmm. you're not in college anymore. Mm -hmm. I completely Um, agree with that statement. So two (laughs) two questions, two questions. One, what's the highest you've ever jumped? 12, eight and a half, 12 feet, eight inches. Wow. Yeah, that's that's like two and a half meets. So that's awesome. I'm not that short. I'm kidding. But um, and then two, what ex- were you just training to stay active or was there? No, I was trying to compete at a high level. Yeah. I mean, my okay. goal was I really wanted to jump over 13 feet. That was mm-hmm. always kind of the goal there. Um, it didn't happen, but sometimes yeah. we fall a little. Well, eight's pretty impressive. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I really wanted to keep competing as high of a level as I could. I mean, I wasn't going to go pro or anything, mm-hmm. but just to be, you know, able to go to those big meets and be accepted into the elite mm-hmm. section of the competition, that was kind of my goal, just to be That's able to cool. pull as long as I could, really. Yeah. 
enjoyed it so much. Yeah, if you loved it, I mean, you don't really need any reason to keep doing it, right? You can just yeah, you just want it. Yeah, yeah, and I exactly. was fine with like working too, but you know, it's just it's hard to do all that. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah so how like what was it like managing that time as you said I mean yes. you're getting up pretty early because you have to be at school so you were a high school yeah. teacher. I'm a high school teacher so right. even I mean I never stopped training like even when I kind of switched sports like I didn't really stop training so mm-hmm. um yeah I would get up at like 4 30 in the morning and then I would drive to the track before because I had to go to a high school track so I had to be mm-hmm. there before they started school because then they have the buses coming in and the, you know the parking spots for the teachers like you don't want to be in the way and I mm-hmm. had to get to work mm-hmm. so I would get up at 4 30 and then I would get over to the track I would do like a morning workout um then I would go to work so I would drive from there to work I would change in the bathroom <laughs> at my high school <laughs> like just coming into my gym clothes um and then I would work a full day. I would usually go home, you know, eat something, try to catch like a little nap because I'd be exhausted by the time three o'clock hit. Mm-hmm. And then I would go back to the gym and do another workout, usually like a lift or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to do in a day and you're trying yeah. to get enough sleep and eat enough, but like, you know, you're on a schedule. It's like, I can't eat whenever I want, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm teaching classes. So. Yeah. 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 And so but, were you, were you a coach? At yeah, that I coached time? too. So I so coached. You- so you were, I'm sorry, let me just put all this together. So you were a <laughs> high school teacher, you were a coach, yeah. and you were training Yeah. all on the same day, five days, Yeah, so days when I was in track season, I would coach. So I would go, like, get up in the morning, do a workout, go to school, get out of school at, like, 2.35. We'd start practice at 3. We'd go 3 to 5. And then I would have to go to the gym after that. So I'd usually right. go to the gym, like, 6-ish. Um but if we had a meet, I mean, you could be, if yeah. you, any track person knows, you could be at a meet till 9.30 at night. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of was whatever the day held. <laughs> However it works, right? It just you, as you said. I mean, it was a lot, but it was, it was fun. You did it though. And that's yeah. impressive. So um, unfortunately, somewhere along the line, you did have an injury, which kind of yeah. forced you to stop pole vaulting, if you don't mind. I mean, what, yeah. what was that injury and, and how I guess did it happen was it because of all the stress you were putting on your body like do you kind of know or was it just a freak accident that kind of happened um it was kind of just I really was lucky because I never got like very hurt in college mm. I mean I had things stress yeah. and like you know hamstring pulls or whatever but I never got like really hurt um and my first full year that I was po- post-collegiate I was jumping in a meet in Akron Ohio um so we were in Ohio it was like the first week of January and um Ooh, january in ohio no, we were inside don't worry <laughs> still that's still i know yeah, it was really it was cold <laughs> out there so we drove up to eight hours or whatever and i was with apex and um so i was actually having like the best meet i've ever had in my life attempting a pr bar i'm going for like i don't know like 12 10 or something 12 11 and so i'm on like my biggest pole and my highest grip and my longest run and i'm like all right cool this is great and um the guy who like calls us up, you know, they say like, so-and-so mm-hmm. up, so-and-so on deck. So the guy had missed me in the order. Like he forgot my name. So I'm listening and I don't hear myself in the top three. So I went up to him. I'm like, Hey, I just didn't hear my name. Like, am I coming up? And, uh, he was like, Oh, you're up now. And I was like, Oh, okay. But I, I didn't want to like pass the jump. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as warmed up as I needed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And I knew this, which is worse because I was like, Oh, really? It's probably a bad idea. Um, and I looked over at my coach and he was like, all right, let's go. Come on. So, um, I just came running down the runway and 
I knew it was going to be outside. Like I wasn't going to be able to take it up. I just wasn't in the right spot. So I went mm-hmm. to run through, which I've done a, a million times. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like crazy and formal to run through. So I like threw the pole, like tossed it out in front of me onto the mat. And when I tossed it out in front of me, I stepped on it at a full sprint. So uh, my ankle went like in and out and I tore ligaments on the inside and the outside. And it was like excruciating. I, mm. It's one of those moments where as soon as you do it, you're like, I'm so hurt. Like in my head, I was like, oh no. And I kind of just like rolled off the mat. My ankle was huge. I like couldn't even take my shoes off. It was so big. Mm. And I was just so upset. I was like, oh, I'm like crying. My coach comes over. He's like, how hurt are you? I'm like, I'm like not going to jump the rest of the season, probably like that mm. level of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm also, it was kind of my own, my own fault because I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to go to the doctor. Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. get, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, all right, like, I didn't realize I'd done so much damage. Like, mm-hmm. I sprained my ankle really bad. Like, let's make sure it's not broken. Like they x-rayed me. It wasn't. Um, so I kind of just like taped it up and went back to work and was like limping around on it. And I, I mean, I knew like, I can't jump on this, but um, I limped around for probably like a month and I realized that this is not getting better. Mm. Like I don't, you know, I need to see somebody. So I went to a doctor, they did the MRIs and the doctor was literally like, I can't believe you were walking around on this. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm in a lot of pain still, <laughs> you know, like, um, so he was like, yeah, well, I mean, you, at this point, like I had a lot of scar tissue built up. I had fluid mm-hmm. trapped in the joint. They gave me cortisone shots. They did a bunch of stuff to try to get me back. But um, the reality was basically like, you're going to need a surgery to clean this out or it's not really going to be the same. Um, so I opted not to do that. I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have to take a year off if I want to do that. And the chances, scar tissue grows back. So the chances of it coming back was like, it probably will. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do this until my, I'm done with athletics if I want to do it mm-hmm. at all. Um, cause it's still a surgery, you know, it's still a lot. Yep. To do. So I kept trying to jump. I rehabbed it to death, like rehab, rehab, rehab. Um, and I, I started jumping again. I came back to, to pole vault much too early. Honestly, I tried to jump like, I think four months out of that, three months out of that. It mm-hmm. was not good. So and I made it worse <laughs> in typical athlete yeah, yeah. mentality. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I can do it. Um, and it just became like kind of a struggle to pull vault. Like it was, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. You know what I mean? Like it, it hurt me to do mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to hurt other things. Like since I couldn't jump off of my, it was my takeoff foot. So since I couldn't jump up the same way that I was, my shoulder started to hurt and my back started to hurt because I was taking a beating at the box. Like, it just kind of spiraled and it came to the point where I wasn't doing well. I wasn't having fun. <laughs> so I, I just kind of went to my coach and I was like, I think that this is it for me. Like I'm not, we both know this isn't working, you know, mm-hmm. and he agreed. He was like, this isn't it working. Um, so then I didn't really know what to do <laughs> because yeah. I didn't really plan on my uh, time as a track athlete ending like that. So I took a little bit of time and just tried to let the ankle come together as much as possible kept going to rehab like multiple times a week um and my boyfriend actually is like well you want to compete in something you should do crossfit so i was like all right i'll do crossfit so i went to my local crossfit gym which is exit 153 crossfit in fairfield um my one of my friends from high school her mom owns it 
So I walked in nice. one day and I was like, hey, like, I want to do CrossFit. Can you show me how to do this? I want to compete. <laughs> Can um, you show me CrossFit, please? Show me CrossFit, you know? <laughs> so um, my first workout, everyone, it's so funny. It's like a story in the gym because my first work, I didn't realize CrossFit's more of like a, it's like an endurance thing more than mm -hmm. it's like a speed thing, you know? Um, so my first workout, I had no idea how to approach it. You have to pace yourself in CrossFit. You can't like just go and, and kill it immediately. But I didn't know this. So my friend, I'm like, yeah, what do you think? Like the first thing is a, is like a 200 meter run. Like, should I just, you know, just get after it? And she was like, yeah, yeah. She knew she was cracking up. She knew it was going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. And she's like such a prankster like that. So I come into my first workout. I do my first 200. I'm back in like 30 seconds. This is like a parking lot run. So it's mm -hmm. not like a track, you know, and I'm telling you, I couldn't even finish the workout by the second round. I was like, Oh my God, I'm dying. No cardio. And they were cracking up and everyone at the gym still makes fun of me. Cause they're like, you're this like big, bad athlete. And you came in and you were just like, couldn't even make it through the first workout. That's awesome. So, um, I did CrossFit for, I guess like probably only a month. I mean, it was mm -hmm. cool. I liked it. But um, I remember like just thinking about about skeleton because one of my when I was in college, my strength and conditioning coach, when I was a senior, she had come to me at the end of my senior year and talked to me about bobsled and skeleton and said, you know, I think you'd be perfect for this. Like, I think you should do the combine. You should do the tryout for it. And um, I really think you'll make it. And at the time, I just wasn't as interested. You know, I wanted to do track and pole vault was what I wanted to do. So I was like, oh, thanks. You know, I'll think about it. But um, I just think is it's not really what I'm looking mm -hmm. for right mm -hmm. now. And it was funny because I was doing CrossFit and I was just thinking about bobsled and skeleton. I'm like, you know, like I'm not doing track anymore. And, you know, she recommended she thinks I would be good at this. So maybe I don't know. I didn't know anything about it, really. Um, so I went on their website and I looked up a combine date and uh, I just signed up and I was like, I have nothing to lose. Like, I'm just going to do it. So um, I messaged that, late, that woman again, my strength and conditioning coach. And I said, I'm going to go do this combine. She's like, yeah, you decided to do it. I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, I think everyone thought I was kind of crazy. Like mm -hmm. I remember going to my boyfriend being like, Hey, I'm going to, um, I'm going to try out for Bob and skeleton. And he was like, okay, how do you want me to train you for that? Yeah. Like, right. Like, he's, what trainer. Are we... he's my trainer. Really? So Yeah. He's like, you got to tell me what that entails. Mm -hmm. I'm always on some crazy mission, you know? So mm -hmm. I think he wasn't as surprised, but everybody was like, Bobson and skeleton. Like Lauren, you don't even like winter. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Perfect. Yeah. Let's go. But, um, uh, you know, actually cool. I'm not, I'm sorry to break up this story, but oh. I think I've spoken with, one, two, three, four members of bobsled and skeleton. And every single one is either from a warm weather state or has agreed with me that they hate winter. Yeah, um, so I just so think that, that is super ironic that all of you guys and girls hate this one time of year, but these, this is what you're competing in constantly. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I just find that very, no, that's fine. I very went to coincidental. The beach and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that is too funny. Oh my goodness. But, so, um... So you go to this combine, and if I'm not mistaken, this is out in Ohio, correct? Yeah, Geneva, Ohio. So my dad. So, so I just want to connect a couple dots. So yeah. unfortunately, you're you you're in New Jersey. You travel yeah. out to Ohio and end your pole vaulting career. It's you crazy, come back, right? come back to New Jersey, <laughs> go back to out to Ohio, and start your skeleton true. career. Yeah, Ohio is hold a lot for me, which is funny because I have no connection to Ohio. Other than yeah, I, well, now you got a pretty big connection to Ohio. Yeah, so let's seriously. let's that is very interesting. I love Ohio. I have a buddy that lives in Cleveland, and I oh, think yeah? that city is fantastic. But yeah, I just think that that's very interesting. Kind of the, the world works in mysterious ways. The end of one career and the start of another. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, not I don't know, cool is the right word is, but I don't have a huge 
dictionary in my brain. So it is what it is. So, <laughs> okay. so you're going out there essentially on a whim. Did you train oh, prior? Not, like so for I this, I guess? I signed up for the combine. I had to go to the one in Ohio because it was the only one I could drive to. So okay. the Ohio combine was uh, July. I'm going to say it was like July 16th or something. Mm -hmm. I signed up on June 16th. Oh, so okay. I had literally four weeks. I mean, I'd been training, but it wasn't the same. You know, mm -hmm. like I've mm -hmm. been doing like CrossFit training, which isn't really like. And that's what I mean. Like, did, was there, did you reach out to anyone and say, hey, I'm doing this. Is there anything in a month that I could possibly do to at least just get me ready? Yeah, I mean, I basically looked over like what they were going to test me in in the combine. Okay. And um, again, my boyfriend is a strength and conditioning coach. Mm -hmm. So I brought, I just kind of brought this sheet to him and I was like, what do you think we can do with this in a month? And he's like, honestly, not that much. Like, you're just gonna, you're going to go out there and Wing just it. get after it. Yeah. So Love it. Um, we practiced, we practiced like the broad jump. There's like a standing broad jump, mm -hmm. which I mean, I've always been a vert, like a vertical jumper, you know, so mm -hmm. that I'm not very good at the broad jump. So we, we did spend some time with that because that's something you can like learn technique wise and mm -hmm. get better at in a re relatively short amount of time. Um, and then there was a, there's like a shot toss, like a throw, you like throw a shot put mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, so that I practiced a couple of times. I just didn't know how to do it. So, yeah. um, What's funny is my first combine, I watched uh, this girl who is, she was an Olympic heptathlete and she was also doing the combine. And I remember watching her throw the, the shot ball and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to do it like her. Like I had no idea yep. what I was doing. Copy. If she's done this before and she's oh, at that like, high of a level. She was killing it. So I'm like, I'm going to just, gonna do, just do what she's doing. That is too funny. <laughs> and then, so you're out there, you clearly did well enough. I mean, yeah, well, that's actually funny. Like we, so we drive out to Ohio totally on a whim. My dad is such a, like, he's the best. My parents are awesome. They are like two people who have always like anything I think about doing that other people think is crazy. My parents like, just do it. Like that's just go out there and do it. So I went to my parents. I said, I'm going to do this, this combine. I don't really know much about the sport, but it's going to be cool. And if nothing happens, it's the best, it's going to be a cool experience. Like we're always going to remember this. And my dad was like, yeah, let's do it. Like packed up the car, drove out to Ohio, stayed a night in a hotel and, um, you know, kind of just looked at it. Like if nothing else, it's going to be a cool trip for us to do together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I just did better than I thought I would do. Like I tested myself at home and I was like, okay, like I think I'll be around 500 points. Uh, I didn't know 500 points was significant. I just looked at previous results and I kind of mm -hmm. noticed that the girls who scored 500, like they're at the top of the list. So mm -hmm. I just, in my mind, I'm like, I need to be near 500 points. Um, so yeah, I did just better than I expected. Um, my sprints, a lot of the combine is your sprints. So my mm. sprints went really well. My broad jump actually went terrible. <laughs> and I've been practicing the most for that. I was going to say the one thing you practice for, right? Yeah. My first broad jump, I fell backwards. So it Ooh. didn't count. Mm. Yeah. My second one was like a safety and it was horrific. And my third one, I just kind of like let it rip and it was like decent. And I, I remember looking up my dad being like, what are you going to do? Uh, there's so, other competitions. Right? And, and this whole time, your ankle's still like busted, right? Um, it's more heel. I mean, at this point, I had yeah, been. But yeah, it's like, still. It had been like a year, I'm going to say, probably. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, to this day, it's not the same as my other ankle. Yeah, <laughs> and it's significantly yeah. better but mm -hmm. than it was then. But um. Yeah. So, I mean, I, at this point I felt okay. Like I wasn't in pain. Mm -hmm. Honestly, pole vault hurt me the most because I'd have to jump off of it. Like it was like a, you know, you jump off one foot and mm -hmm. so that was hard. It was a lot of stress on the ankle to jump mm -hmm. off of it. So running actually didn't hurt me because, you know, it's more even mm -hmm. weight. Um, 
So I didn't even know, I had no idea what I scored. I was like, I wrote down the numbers and figured I would tally it up on the way home. And uh, coach Michael Dion, he's our, um, he's like the recruiter for Bob Sutton Skeleton. He was at, he was at the combine and at the end he kind of sat us down. He was like, listen, uh, you got to be over 500 points for us to call you back. Uh, thanks for coming out. And uh, you know, just went through every, all the, you know, further information, like we'll email you, we'll call you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in the car and I'm adding up my points and I looked at my dad and he's like, what'd you score? And I'm like, 501. Ooh. <laughs> I swear to God, 501. There we go. So um, like a week later, I, I got an email from Coach Dion and he invited me out to rookie camp in Lake Placid for a week in August. So I was super pumped. I'm like jumping. I'm like freaking out of my house. Like, this is so cool. I'm going to get to go to the Olympic Training Center in Lake Placid. It's going to be great. So it was just like so surreal because I just kind of even seeing the 501 I'm like well I don't know if that's enough you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I don't know and I really still didn't expect to to hear too much back you know and that was a cool feeling like just to open up my email and see USA Bob Sutton Skeleton I was like no way that's pretty cool <laughs> that is pretty cool so you go and you you hang out at the rookie camp in August I guess learn a little bit more and oh, ever wow. since oh my then, god a lot <laughs> you've been, yeah you've just been on team USA I know you were on the developmental team and now you're mm-hmm. doing the North American circuit I mean tell us a little bit about what your first I mean what was the first time going down like again like you so you didn't even practice the actual sport you went uh, out well the cool thing is no one does which is pretty awesome because you go cool. out to rookie camp and no cool one is does. one word you can use. <laughs> let's, let's just stick with that but i mean well, like you you go out and you do all this these this combine for a sport that you've literally never even yeah tempted before no, actually, like i didn't even know what that, that even was like i like looked it up online and i saw them i'm like oh this looks fun like i'm gonna like right? it and um, when I went to rookie camp, they tried me out for bobsled and skeleton. So mm-hmm. I learned how to um, push a bobsled and a skeleton sled. I competed. We have like a competition at the end of the week. So I competed mm-hmm. in both of those uh, competitions at the end of the week. I've never been more sore in my life than rookie camp. I was, <laughs> we were doing like doubles every day. I like was crawling out of there in a week, but I loved every second of it. Like I didn't mm-hmm. care. I was like, this is great. I would do it all over. Um, so yeah, so I did rookie camp um, and then... I was still a teacher, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I just did this in the summer. I didn't tell my school. I didn't like say anything to like my, my administration. Mm-hmm. So I, I come back from rookie camp. It's literally like a couple of days before school starts. And uh, I get an email from the coaches that they want me to come up like a week, a month um, for the rest of the year. But like, that's going to be a problem for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I went into my principal and um, I remember- You went to the principal's office? Oh no. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I went into the principal and he's super, he's like super cool. Honestly, Bloomfield High School has, they've been so accommodating to me. Like they've done everything possible to help me mm. do this, you know, because I'm not tenured. Like I had, yeah. I, they could have been like, all right, we're going to find someone else. Like mm-hmm. thanks for letting us know. Um, so I went in and I didn't even know how to start that conversation because I, so I did this thing in the summer <laughs> and now I'm going to be going to the Olympic training center. So I tried to explain it to him and he was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, what is the schedule? Like, so I was telling him, you know, I'm going to be gone like a week, a month, basically for the rest of the year. And he was like, okay, we can do that. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. So I did, they got me a sub, they covered me, um, I actually was gone for like a month and a half, maybe two months, January and February. They got me a long-term, like a sub. Wow. Um, and they really did work with me. And at the end of the year, they offered me a, a long-term leave. So I'm currently on a long-term leave. So That's I have awesome. a job with them. Um, 
I have a year, but I, this is my year, but um, mm -hmm. I have a year to kind of let them know if I'm going to come back or not. Okay. But they've just held my spot, like just done everything they can to work with me and, and allow me to pursue this because I didn't know how it was, you don't know, they, mm -hmm. if, if you get cut in a month, like then I don't yeah. have a job, you know, so they really did everything to work with me. That's and, awesome. Shout out to them. Thank you yeah, to them. Really. That's pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, and especially with what teachers go through and how quickly and, and some things change and everything like that. I think that that's yeah. fantastic that they were able to to help you out with that. So so you're on leave from there. You're on yeah. Team USA. You've been yeah. there for a little while. It, doesn't, it sounds like you've been there over a month and you haven't been cut yet. So congratulations on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess like what, what 2022, as weird as it sounds, I mean, it's 2019 and as of recording in less than a week. Yeah. So like what, what do you need to do and how do you need to get ready there's a long, it's a long road. <laughs> oh, no, I know. But I mean, it's, it's a long road. But at the same time, it's only it's less than three years away. At yeah, this point. well, that's what's scary. just about three years <laughs> away. So like, what, in your opinion, and I guess, in, from what your coaches are telling you, what is everything that you need to do to get ready and up to and make sure that 2022 is not only a possibility, but a realistic event that could right, right. happen a realistic opportunity? Yeah. Well, so, so basically like after last year, that's when I started out on development. I'm still, I'm still on development. I'm um, training and traveling with the North American circuit. So I haven't raced on the North American circuit, okay. but um, I'm like one of the only athletes that they pulled up to be able mm -hmm. to do that and to train and travel with them. So I've been on most of their um, tour locations. Like they do four stops on mm -hmm. the tour. I've been on three of, uh, well, actually I'm going to Calgary in Canada on January 1st. That's the final stop of the tour. Very cool. All right. So, um, yeah, so I've gotten to go out to park city, Utah with them. Uh, I was out there for almost three weeks and then, uh, Lake Placid was the, the next stop. And I was there for two, like two and a half weeks. And then we'll go to, we'll go to Canada uh, mm. for 12 days. So, Very cool. Yeah. It's been, it's honestly been a great opportunity. It's been the best experience just to get to be with the tour and mm -hmm. see what it's like to be on tour. And, um, you know, kind of to have that one year where even though I'm not racing, I kind of get to see like how it goes and the mm -hmm. process and the procedures and everything like that. So it's been an awesome experience, but there's a lot, um, it's a long road. So the NAC mm -hmm. is the first, it's the first tour you can really make, um, off of development. I would say most people tend to go to the NAC tour first. Uh, then after the NAC tour is the Europa cup. Um, mm -hmm. so that's you tour different tracks in Europe. And then the ICC is like, um, intercontinental. That's one step below world cup. And then the world cup tour is where they pull the Olympic team off of the world cup tour. Okay. So it's a, it's a long, it's a ladder mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, but when yeah, you come yeah. into the sport, they, I mean, they tell you like, especially with skeleton, um, you know, plan on, on four to eight years. Like mm -hmm. it's not going to be a short way. To yeah. stop, Naturally. Know? Yeah. So, um, and I'm cool with that. Like to me, if I think it would almost be less cool to just show up and, and in like two years be okay, boom, I'm right at the top. Like I want to work for it. You know, I mm -hmm. want it to mean something to me to like, no, I put in all the work to get to that point. Mm -hmm that I like deserve to, to be there and to like have the opportunity to work hard. So, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I can't really give you an answer as <laughs> to like what, you know, what's going to uh, happen. I don't know, but I'm just in it for the journey. Like I'm, I just love training and I love doing like competing, uh, the people that I've met and the places I've gotten to go already, you know, everybody wants to be an Olympian. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a dream that all of us kind of have from when we're kids. Um, the chances of being an Olympian are slim though. So you just, yes. you have to enjoy the whole thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if that never happens for me, like 
I'll still be able to take a world, uh, you know, a world mm-hmm. of things out of this. But yeah, I mean, ideally, like that's the goal. So we'll see what happens. I love it. I love <laughs> it. You said you don't know what's going to happen, but I can guarantee you one thing is that you're going to work extremely hard because it sounds like you've been doing that your whole life. So I'm <laughs> uh, very excited to, to follow you on your journey there. Um, I guess like, yeah, I mean, think of how when you started pole vaulting, you had no idea and you just got better yeah. year by year. Yeah. Same thing with skeleton, you right? Like how it's going to yeah. go. Yeah. You never I mean, did it. Like, like pole, I, I feel like I was lucky. Like I, once I started to really learn, I progressed really quickly. Mm-hmm. So like it yeah. just kind of came together and I feel like that's kind of happening with skeleton. Like I'm learning a lot and I'm trying to take it all in and, you know, just be a student of the sport and learn as much as I can just to give me like that fastest route, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maximize every opportunity that I get. And, but it's about the journey to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hope that that journey ends in an Olympics, <laughs> Hey, um, but you know, even if it doesn't, that's okay. We'll cross our fingers for you. Thank I can you. guarantee you that one. That's Thank awesome. You. Lauren. And so 2022 is Beijing. Yeah. And then where's, do we have 2026 yet? Um, I don't I think so. Cause 2028 is LA. <laughs> 2028 is LA, right? Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be United States. Awesome. I am super excited for that. Yeah. Granted it's 10 years away, but in 10 years I should have a little bit more money. I know, right? Do some stuff like that. So I won't in 10 cool. years. That makes you feel better. <laughs> no, but how about this? How about this? Let's make a, let's make a pack. If you make yeah. the Olympics, okay. I'll take you to 2028. Oh, I would love that. Deal. Well, you could come with me. I'll bring you as a guest. If I make oh. it to the Olympics, I'll hook you up with a ticket. Boom. So you right. bring me to 2022 or 2026. Yeah. I'll bring you to 2028. We'll call okay. it even, and we're we'll good to go from there. Awesome. We both live in New Jersey, too, so that makes it even easier. <laughs> Meet up at Newark Airport. We'll just hop there right on a plane. Go. Sounds good. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so, Lauren, just one last question. I want to keep you all day. I really, really appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun. But one question I always like to ask um, – athletes specifically olympic athletes and and even olympic hopefuls as you said you don't really know what's going to happen and unfortunately with athletes and their careers it's significantly shorter i mean 30 once you get to 30 it's normally the then decline whereas just about every other profession when you hit 30 you're like oh i finally figured it out like so what um what are your plans, I guess, after? You're already a teacher, so we understand, and you have a job waiting for you. Hopefully, I'm not going to lie, and I don't know if this sounds mean, but hopefully you don't go back because that means you're still crushing it over here and you're still doing yes. that. But um, yeah. <laughs> and as you told me, you're taking graduate classes yeah. at Montclair. Um, yeah. So, like, what are your – I'm not trying to kick you out of the sport, but, like, what are your no, plans for afterwards? Like, like, what do you, what yeah. are you I guess, um, trying to do? Are you going to try and stick in the sport? Are you going to go back to teaching, coaching? Like, what are, what are some ideas you have? I will, I'll be a teacher for sure. I I love, I miss Mm -hmm. it, honestly. Like I miss having my own students and my own classes and, um, you know, teaching something I've just always been so passionate about. I never wanted to do anything else. Like I, I always knew I was going to be a teacher and, um, you know, to come out of college, I was very lucky. I got a job pretty quickly at Bloomfield high school. Um, and you know, it's just, I know that that's where my, if I have another passion other than sports, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if I had to pick two, it's teaching. You know, mm-hmm. I really do love it and coaching. So, um, I'll definitely be a teacher again, for sure. I love I'm it. getting a master's. Yeah. I'm getting a master's degree in sports administration and coaching. Mm-hmm. So, um, just to give myself a little bit more opportunity if I ever don't want to teach anymore. Um, I think maybe long-term, like way down the road, maybe I'd be an athletic director. I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll be certified for that. I want sport, you know, sports will be in my life. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just who I am at this point. So, um, but I kind of joke around even with my family and 
I'll say, you know, like when I'm a regular person, you know, like when I'm not just uh-huh. like being an athlete all the time and everyone's like, Lauren, you're not a regular person. <laughs> like you're going to do something your whole life. And I believe that like, mm-hmm. I'll do some sport. And I mean, obviously I'm not going to be at that high level. It's not like I'm going to be competing, you know, trying to go to an Olympics when I'm in my forties or anything, but, um, I'll probably, you know, I'll do something. I'll do mm-hmm. masters track and field or I'll do CrossFit. I don't know. I'll do mm-hmm. something. I just competing is like, it just makes me happy. I love doing it. So I love it. I love competing, it. I love it. Competing, coaching. That's what's ahead for me. Hopefully. Feel. So it sounds like you have it all figured out. I don't. No, no, no I'm kidding. I kid. <laughs> None of us really know what the heck's going on. If we're yeah. being honest, I don't I believe. Try to save some money too. So yes. I can do all these things. Ooh, I'll cross my fingers for you on that one. Good luck. Um, <laughs> awesome. But Lauren, Thank you so much. This was absolutely so much fun. You're such an awesome person. You have such a great personality. You're an easy interview, obviously. I just get to ask questions I want to ask anyway. So one last time, Lauren McDonald of USA Bobsled and Skeleton Olympic Hopeful. Lauren, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Lauren McDonald. As I said, she's an incredible person. She has a super cool story, and I am absolutely rooting as much as I possibly can for her. I'm so excited to see and understand the rest of her journey and see where she goes. Well, make sure to follow her on all of her socials. Everything is in the show notes. Please follow us at ourathletes.us on Instagram and at ourathletesusa on Twitter. And if you could, please rate, review, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you have to do to bump up that algorithm in iTunes and all these other places so more people can and hear what our athletes and our Olympic athletes and hopefuls are doing it on a daily basis. We have about 60 episodes, 70 maybe. I don't even know how many we're up to now, and I think it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, as you guys have already heard, if you have listened to the last few episodes, we have our first sponsor, launchingpodcasts.com. Make sure to go over there if you're interested in starting your own podcast. Use my promo code Mike and get $50 off. So thank you guys and girls so much. I appreciate your time, and I hope you have a wonderful day.